Hey guys, on September 10th, 2021, I spoke to a, a room full of professionals and executives and business leaders in a, in a group called the Midwest Manufacturing Leaders. Now, MML for short is run by my good friend, Tom Swip, who has done an amazing job of growing a community of, of businesses and vendors and suppliers to the manufacturing community in the Midwest, in the Midwest region. And I've watched this community grow from a very small group to a room full, 120, 150 at times, maybe even more. And Tom is a very heart-based, loving, uh, just amazing giver of a leader and of a human being. And he asked me to come in and speak on the five relationships that will help you nurture and increase your wealth, success, and happiness. And it was a very emotional session. I poured my heart out to this audience, and you'll hear me tear up a couple of times. You'll hear me cry. You'll, you'll hear me talk about my wife and talk about you know almost taking my life. And, and you'll hear a lot of really powerful stories. And uh, look, the audio is not awesome all the time. Okay. So we've, there were, there were some Q and a, uh, where the, the people asking questions didn't have a mic and, and even my, my awesome bride, uh, got up and spoke for a little bit, but she wasn't mic'd up. So you can hardly hear her in the background, but listen, it, this thing is too powerful not to share. So, so I just want you to enjoy what you can hear. It's powerful. You'll hear me in my zone. This is my favorite thing to do in the world. And, uh, this content will move the needle. All right. If you just sit back and relax and enjoy it and, and absorb all the goodness, it will begin to move the needle in your wealth, success and happiness and the amount of love that you experience in the world. So here is session number one at the Midwest Manufacturing Leaders Conference on September 10th, 2021. Here we go. This is Mike Kitko, and I'm a small business owner just like you. I'll never be a hustle whore or grind guru, but I do believe in having it all, health, wealth, and a life full of love. Struggle is not the goal, and sacrifice is not glamorous. I like the path of least resistance. It just takes a shift in mindset and the beliefs you hold. Do you believe that you need to sacrifice now to have what you want later? Or do you believe that you can have it all, all the time? Because your beliefs create your outcomes. I choose to feel wealthy, successful, and happy every day, and you get to choose for yourself. Welcome to Lead, Love, Profit, Play, where small business owners learn and choose to have it all and choose to create success without the stress. So with that, uh, we have Mike Kitko with us today. Um, Mike's a, a good friend of mine, uh, a very powerful speaker. Uh, he's got an amazing life story. I'm stalling where I can get my glasses out. And uh, just a really, really good guy. So I know that you're going to really enjoy this. So Mike is an executive self-mastery coach, speaker, and published author. After a colossal career and personal meltdown, he found his true purpose, inspiring leaders to find the power in their authenticity, purpose, and passion. He's a Marine with an MBA. Mike has dedicated decades of experience in leadership roles for Fortune 500 companies, yet he always felt like an imposter. His outward persona was one of strength and wealth, yet he struggled internally with self-confidence and self-fulfillment. His inability to understand his emotions led him to a toxic relationship with alcohol, uncontrolled anger, and ballistic rage. 
The abuse of his marriage, family, professional career, and health are documented in The Imposter in Charge, his first book. Through coaching, intense study, and deep work, Mike learned to embrace self-doubt and care for his body, mind, emotions, and soul with self-mastery. Now Mike's overflowing energy, which I can attest to, clarity, and love inspires, uh, and love inspires souls. With an infectious zest for life, which I can also attest to, internal power and inward confidence that matches how people perceive him externally, Mike has turned his life around. Now he helps small business owners lead powerfully, love selflessly, profit shamelessly, and play recklessly. So ladies and gentlemen, if we could have a round of applause for Mike. I'm gonna, I might have a battle with this microphone. So uh, my voice is loud and if it gets too close, it starts to crackle. But guys, it's, it's so awesome to be here, especially uh, after what, a year and a half of, of no in-person events. And I hope you see that this is my favorite professional thing to do in, in my life. So uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get emotional um, that it happens every time. Uh, and that's because I hid myself away for so long and for so many years. So for 43 years, I just, I tried to play this tough guy and I tried to be, I tried to be the, the, the face of strength and the strength, the face of courage. But really what was happening is inside, I was just a marshmallow that, that felt defenseless and, and I was scared and I didn't want anybody to know that. So I put on this outward brave persona because I was hiding this little kid that was scared inside and I refuse to do that anymore. So when the emotion comes up, guys, it's going to happen. All right. So we are all human beings with fear, with doubt, with levels of inadequacy, with levels of insecurity, and to pretend that you're not is doing yourself and doing society a great injustice, all right? So Tom talked about uh, the sponsors of, of MML. So I wanna talk about my sponsors, all right? And I wanna talk about why I'm here. First of all, Tom Swip and I met in 2014 when I started attending uh, MML, and I've seen this group grow from something small to something you know, magnificent. And, and Tom, we've sat down, we've had breakfast. There's not a better heart-based servant, heart-based leader in the world than, than Tom. So it's a pleasure and, and honor just to be here in, in front of you, in front of this group, Tom, because of you. Um, Jason, thanks for putting all this together. Uh, Jason's been instrumental in helping us make sure that this thing is seamless. My wife, Angie, is, is right here in the crowd. And you're going to hear a little bit about Angie. She loves the spotlight, so if you could stand up real quick. <laughs> so without... Without my wife, Angie, 0% chance I'm here. And I mean that I would have taken my life if it wasn't for her. All right. So, and, and lastly, guys, there's a guy in the back and he has no idea I'm doing this, but his name's Keith Vollmer. Keith, wave your hand, stand up, something. So guys, everybody needs that friend, that ally, that confident, that confidant. Everybody needs that person to just be shamelessly vulnerable and transparent with, and, and Keith's that for me. And I love you, brother. I love you so much. Um, Today, I want to talk about having and creating in your life wealth, success, and happiness. Now, I love wealth, I love success, and I love being happy. But for 43 years, 
I was looking for wealth and success, but I, I didn't really care about that happiness thing. And ultimately what happened was I put a barrel of a gun in my mouth because I had wealth, I had success, the definition of success, but I couldn't feel it. I couldn't feel it. It was like, it was like, it was there in my life. I had a nice house and we had cars. I had a, a wife and two kids. We were on my, my 11 year old had been on vacation out of the country eight times. We had the life of our dreams. We had net worth. We had all this good stuff going on, but I was miserable. And, and I ultimately, I ascended the ladder of, of, of corporate. And you'll hear a little bit about that. I ascended the ladder and I was just, I was going to keep taking steps on the rung. And ultimately I, I was so far out of alignment with who I was and who I wanted to be and where I wanted to be that it all fell apart. And in 20 months, I got fired from two executive level positions in Fortune 500 companies. And I had to hit, I had to figure out, like, I don't have anything figured out. And I, that's when I got the opportunity to hit the reset. And that's when I started like attending cool sessions like this, like, like, what, what am I missing? Like all these people are successful and I thought everybody was happy. What am I missing? And that's when I, I kind of like started to figure out what life was and what it wasn't and what I, what I knew was real and what I didn't know was real. So today I want to talk about wealth, success and happiness. Can, but first I want to ask, uh, can somebody give me a definition, your definition of what wealth means? Anybody? Have enough money do without having the pressure to worry about love it tom tom always comes through he always comes through what i when i connect wealth it has nothing to do with an amount it's never about an amount it's about knowing that you have what you need when you need it and the most important part is not worrying about it right guys i work with multi-millionaires i work with people that have eight sometimes nine figure businesses and they feel absolutely broke okay they're high they have high net worth they're incredibly valuable from a financial perspective but inside they feel broke that means they are broke it's not about a quantity and it's not about an amount so how about success tom you're not allowed to answer you're too good Somebody, success. What does success mean to you? Anybody? Happy, healthy, and reasonably prosperous. Happy, healthy, and reasonably prosperous. I think Tom was better with his answer. <laughs> I, I, know, I know Eric, so, so I'm, I'm allowed to say that. Guys, I'm going to offer my, my definition of success. It's living, doing what I'm passionate about, not, not what I don't want to do. If I'm doing what I don't want to do to attain some achievement, that's not success. That's sacrifice. They're much different. So the last, lastly, happiness. Can somebody offer me your definition of happiness? Anybody? Tom, you are allowed to answer if nobody else does. I want Don younger names. I'm talking about Don's the happiest guy in Well... I, I just think it's it's being satisfied with, with where you're at mm. and, and not wanting more more things. Yeah, I love that. And I align with that a lot. It's it's doing what I want when I want, saying yes when I want to say yes and saying no when I want to say no and enjoying the entire journey. So guys, I've I've helped a lot of people make a lot of money in corporate and outside of corporate. I've helped a lot of people create what looks like success inside and outside of corporate. But now 
my favorite thing to do is help people create happiness. And I'm outside of corporate, and you'll hear more about that. All right? So that's what we're, that's what we're going to do. And you can't, you can't see it. Jason, it's off the screen. I'm, I'm not, it's, it's winding off the screen a little bit. But um, one of my favorite quotes, guys, by a fella named Dr. Wayne Dyer. He said, when you, when you, when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. And here's what that means. By the way, I'm not great with time, so I'm going to keep looking at the clock. Here's what that means. It means we are a product of our beliefs, our experiences, our choices, and what you see in the world right now is a reflection of what you think life is. And two people could have a completely different take on the same exact situation, and it's called an opinion or a perspective. But what it really is, it's about the belief that someone holds about that thing they're looking at. So let me give you an example. I was taught, I was, I was a, the son of a 40-year union steel worker, and I was taught that making money is hard. I was taught that you have to work hard for your money, and I was taught and shown that marriage is hard. And in the absence of those those experiences, those beliefs in, in the world, I made them true when they weren't true. Because I believed that making money needed to be hard. I believed that you had to work hard for your money. And I believed that if marriage wasn't hard, it wasn't right. There was something wrong. So we are a product of our beliefs. But when you change your belief about something, the experience that you have with that thing will change. It will. 100%. When I decided to change the belief that making money was hard to making money is easy, I found more opportunities than, than I could even count where making money was easy. And in fact, I realized that in my corporate career, when money came easily, I figured out a way to make myself sacrifice more to justify that money. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. You right now in this room, think about your level of health, your level of wealth, your level of success, your level of love that you give and receive. They're a product of what you believe. But if you change the way you believe, you'll see that the outcomes will change as well. When you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. If you suspend your beliefs just for another 40, 40 minutes, and maybe there'll be one nugget that'll change your life, okay? So when I thought I had it all figured out, I put a barrel of a gun in my mouth. That's when I realized I knew nothing about nothing, right? So there's five relationships that we're gonna go through today, all right? And a relationship is literally just about how you relate with something. It's not just about a human being, it's how you relate with something, anything. But we're gonna go through five, five uh, relationships. Relationship with yourself, relationship with others, relationship with your career, relationship with money, and your relationship with life. Now, if there's any questions that you guys can't wait for the end, please ask. Love the interaction, all right? So first of all, your relationship with yourself, by far and away, guys, this is the most important. If you don't get this one right, the rest are going to be really, really difficult. All right. When I was physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually abusive to myself, nothing else stood a chance. 
when I didn't care for myself and when I hated myself and when I couldn't stand being in silence and stillness with myself, I could find joy and nothing else. Your relationship with yourself, you've got to be with yourself all the time. And think about this. You've got this, we all have this little voice in our head, right? We all have this little person that's running around that seems like they're running around in, in, in your head and, and bouncing around. And if you wouldn't allow that person to sit next to you on the couch and hang out with you and watch football and drink beer and eat pizza, if you wouldn't allow that person to sit next to you, then why do you allow them to stay in your head? You are not your thoughts. You have thoughts. You don't think Thoughts create themselves. Sometimes they just come, right? They just pop in. But you can change that inner voice because that inner voice, that inner voice is a product of your beliefs, your experiences. And we'll talk about that a little bit. So the word that I want you to connect with inside of the relationship with yourself is shame. Now, guys, we don't like this word a whole lot, but I want you to suspend belief or disbelief about what you think about shame. Shame, in a nutshell, Brene Brown talks about this a lot, it's the feeling of inadequacy, of insignificance, it's the feeling, it's anytime that voice tells you I can't, it's, the, it's, the, uh, it's that experience that you have where you say it's available to somebody else, but it's not available to me, it's the I can't, um, what if I fail? This is all shame. What this is telling you is that, that somewhere inside of your, your body and your mind, your emotions, there's this disconnect and you feel like you are fundamentally flawed in some way. Shame is the feeling of being fundamentally flawed. So what if I fail? What if I can't handle it? What, what, if, what, if, what if they judge me? What will they think about me? That's shame. That's all it is. It's, it's the fact that you don't trust yourself. You don't believe in yourself. You don't love yourself. You don't admire yourself. You don't, you don't just love being with yourself. And you need something else. Guys, this is all shame talking. All right? So when you relate with yourself, like I, I, work, with, I work with people that have eight-figure net incomes, but they can't stand themselves. They can't stand to sit in a chair without distraction, without, without some connection to the outside world to distract them from that person that's in their head that they can't stand, or those voices that are telling them that they're not enough and they need to prove something to someone else. Money doesn't take that away, neither does success. But when you understand that that's your feeling of being fundamentally flawed, you get to reshape that and you get to shift that. And when you do, everything else gets better. This was, uh, this was me, right? Five years ago. This journey for me started in, in March of 2016 is when I, I had my, my second termination. I put a gun in my mouth and on April 1st, I decided on April 1st, 2016, April Fool's Day, Everything shifted because this is when I literally started the, 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 the resolution of this mind and these emotions and what was this chatter that was going on that was telling me that I wasn't good enough. 
or that I didn't deserve it or that I couldn't. And once as that shifted, everything else shifted. Income went up, our relationship improved. I stopped being a, a physically, mentally, and emotionally abusive husband and, and father because when you don't like yourself and when you don't love yourself, you can't love anything else. But shame will keep you stuck. If you feel fundamentally flawed, you're not. It's just an internal disconnect. I was also told from my, whew, I was also told from my very, very early years that I talked too much, that I talked too loud, that I was too intense, that I was too direct. And you know what? They're all the greatest gifts that God ever gave me. And when you, when you feel like you have to shift yourself to fit in or to be somebody who you're not, to be accepted, that's the face of shame. Because the things that people tell you where you're too much, that's where you're not enough. Just keep going. Be more of that. Whatever somebody tells you you're too much of, that's your greatest gift, right? I make a lot of money in my coaching business because of me talking a lot, being loud, being intense, being direct. That's the face of prosperity, all right? Resolving shame increases everything. And I'm talking about health, wealth, love, the power of your relationships. When you resolve shame, everything grows. Everything expands in your life because you're only as powerful as the shame that you're holding, all right? You're only as powerful as the secret you're holding. And secrets, they're a reflection of shame. The second and I'm a little behind. The second is your relationship with others. Now, I'm going to put this in a pretty broad stroke, okay? So we're going to talk about relationship with others in general, how you relate with other human beings. The, the acronym that I want you to connect with is love, right? If, if you're going to write one thing down today, guys, write this down. Love stands for letting others voluntarily evolve. It means stop being a judgmental ass. Letting others voluntarily evolve. Now, I don't care if you're talking about your beautiful wife or your kids or your friends or your clients. You don't need them to be different than who they are so that you can feel good about yourself. And if you need somebody to be different, to make you comfortable, you're the problem. They're not. Everybody is completely unique in this world. There are 7.88 billion people. We all have different experiences. We all have different beliefs. We all had different uh, perspectives. We've all had different challenges and obstacles. My wife was born to two heroin-addicted parents and was homeless most of her life. Of course she's scared. And for me to tell her she's not allowed to be scared, that's me breaking her further. Of course she's going to be scared. But I tried to get her to be somebody she wasn't so I could feel good. You're not allowed to be scared because I can't handle that. That's essentially what judgment is, is I'm going to make you wrong so I can feel right. Love is letting others voluntarily evolve. This, this was, these were two people that were physically, <laughs> she just teared up and so did I. These are two people that were physically, mentally, emotionally, and sometimes sexually abusive to each other. These are two people that really, all we, all we were looking for was our next beer, sometimes the next pill, sometimes the next, next vacation. 
We didn't care what, what else we were doing in life. We thought we had it all figured out because we had, we had money and we had success and titles. We had the picture-perfect life, but inside everything was getting torn down because we couldn't beat the crap out of each other enough. And if you look at your traditional, Tom, this room is different, but if you look at traditional networking, it's all about what's in it for me. And that is not putting others, not before yourself, but making them equal to yourself. And love is letting others voluntarily evolve, helping everyone to get to the next level and making it your responsibility to make the room better because you're there. Or when you leave, the room's better because of you. In our relationship, it used to be one plus one equaled like 1.25. In our relationship now, one plus one equals three because we know we're better together. And that means I celebrate what she wants and she celebrates what I want. I don't try to convince her to not want what she wants. And I don't try to get her to change her perspective, beliefs, anything for my benefit. I try to get more of that out of her so she can live the fullest expression of the life that she wants to live, not the one that I want her to live. This is the face of love. Look at the smile on that woman's face. Look at the smile on her face. Because when you lift each other up, and I'm not just talking about in your marriage, look at our parenting styles. We try to get our kids to be who we want them to be. Like, no, you don't understand. You're a Kitco. You're, you're a Democrat. You're a Republican. You're a Kitco. You, you root for the Orioles and the Ravens. We're from Baltimore, by the way. You're a Kitco. This is what we stand for. That's abusive, guys. You're trying to get them to be you. You're not trying to help them figure out who they are. Because all you're doing by trying to get them to be who you want them to be is you're breaking them and you're making them feel more shame. That's it. And then they're going to have to heal that stuff. It's all about loving uniqueness. 7.88 billion completely unique people. Are you leaving people better than you found them? Or are you trying to get them to be who you want so you can feel comfortable? To access powerful tools and content to create more wealth, success, and happiness in your life, or to join the Happy Millionaire community, visit www.livesoulout.com.